How many have ever, how many have ever heard of propaganda before? That was propaganda. And uh, propaganda has a, a huge ministry with young people today. He's in that uh, hip-hop uh, Christian entertainment. And he, he communicates a language to uh, that segment of culture that uh, uh, we're not communicating to. And, uh, and, that, and he's communicating uh, things of this nature that uh, young people need to get their eyes off of themselves and onto others to sacrifice, to live a life of sacrifice, uh, a life of service. Um, I like what uh, propaganda said, that uh, if, we, if we all live life through a selfish lens, it's the end of humanity. And of all people who should be sacrificial, it should be the church. And why should it be the church? Because Jesus was sacrificial. Jesus left heaven's glory. He left the throne and came to earth to live among humanity. To show us who God is. To live the life that we couldn't live for ourselves. And then ultimately became the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice to appease a holy God. We were separated. And the only way we could be redeemed, the only way we could be brought back to God was by God giving himself in our place. Taking his wrath Upon himself. And, uh, and so that's what we are looking at uh, this morning. We're looking at sacrifice. Uh, there's a problem. But uh, you know what? God wants you and I to be the answer to that problem. I brought with me a, a little illustration uh, this morning. This is a trash can out of our house. And uh, my wife was appalled that I would bring our trash can to church this morning. And so she made sure that uh, I cleaned it up first before I brought it to show, <laughs> show all of you. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing about this trash can. Um, this thing fills up quickly. And... Uh, it's the responsibility of someone in the house to take out the trash. And really, it's the responsibility of whoever sees the need, it's full, and, and take the trash out to the trash can in the backyard. Now, it's, now, I have to make this clear. It is not my wife's responsibility, okay, because she does a whole lot of other things in the house. So, but uh, it's, it's interesting that what happens... Uh, as this trash can fills up, you know, it'll get to a point where uh, you'll open the lid and you'll put the trash in and you, the lid won't close anymore. And you would think that somebody would clue in that it's time to take out the cat trash. But no, you know, people get creative in our home 
and maybe we've had pizza that night or the night before, and then pizza boxes will will be found beneath the trash can, and the trash can will be higher. And, you know, finally, uh, someone gets a clue, or I say something, or I take responsibility, and I take the trash out. Well, I want us to look at Matthew chapter 9 this morning. And uh, in Matthew chapter 9, it's in your uh, outline this morning, Jesus has been hanging out with his disciples. And uh, he's been pointing out needs. He's been, he's been addressing the needs of the people. And in verses 35 through 37, the Bible says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus has been making disciples. His, the twelve have been hanging out with Jesus. And, and they've already seen Jesus do a great deal. He's, they've seen him uh, feed people. They've seen uh, Jesus make people well. They'll see people uh, be resurrected from the dead through Jesus' ministry. And at this point, Jesus has been doing it all. And the disciples have just been observing But Jesus wants to go further now. And in verses 37 and 38, Jesus says this. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus wants to go beyond himself now, and he's he's wanting to help the disciples see all the needs around them. And so he asks them to see. He asks them to pray. And he asks that them to ask God to send workers into the harvest. They need to see the problem for themselves. They need to see what's going on through the eyes of Jesus. Jesus wants his disciples to gain his heart, for them to see what he sees. And then let's go to chapter 10. Not only does he want them to see and does he want them to pray about uh, the the harvests, the, the harvest is white, the laborers are few, Not only are they to pray about that, but then we go to verse 1 of chapter 10. It's kind of a continuation of the story. Just because there's a new chapter doesn't mean the thought or the theme isn't continuing. And he says this in verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. 
Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, because freely you have received, freely give. Jesus has just told them to see what he sees, begin to pray, ask the Father for laborers. And then in chapter 10 he says, oh, and by the way, I'm going to give you authority. I want you to go, and I want you to heal. I want you to deliver. I want you to raise the dead. I want you to cleanse. I want you to be the answer to your prayer. Because God wants to use you. And the disciples, I'm sure, are thinking to themselves, huh? But that's the truth. Jesus wants them to do it. You know, I should have used Jesus as an example when my my garbage is piling up at my house. I should have brought my kids into the kitchen and say, okay, kids, uh, look unto the garbage. And pray to the Lord of the garbage that he might send forth laborers to take out the garbage. Oh, and by the way, I am giving you all authority to do such and such. But uh, I, I didn't do it that way. But, you know, here we are. Jesus sees these needs. He's been doing it all himself. But it's now time to pass on the responsibility. If you go to Matthew chapter 14, we won't go there this morning, but uh, as people were, as the crowds were following Jesus and hanging on his every word, uh, there came a point where it was the end of the day and um, uh, the disciples were thinking, boy, this crowd, they're, they're hungry. Uh, we don't have anything to feed them. Uh, let's go tell Jesus to send them away. They'll go back into the town and uh, find something to uh, uh, meet their physical need. They go to Jesus. They convey to Jesus the problem. And what does Jesus tell them to do? You feed them. Huh? Yeah, you feed them. They didn't have anything. They looked around. They just had a little boy's lunch. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And the disciples brought that little boy's lunch. That was just enough for himself. And the Bible says that Jesus blessed it and he broke it and he began to give it out. And it fed more than 5,000 people. There are problems all around this church. And Jesus wants us to be the answer to those problems. He wants us to sacrifice. And just like propaganda said in the, in the video, you know, we're not, just, we're not here to just protect what little stuff we think we own. But God has blessed us so that we can bless others. 
And God doesn't want us to do it by ourselves. He wants us to bring these problems to him. He wants us to bring whatever resources that we have and say, Jesus, you bless them. And you multiply what we have. But yes, Jesus, we will be the answer to the problems around us. We will be those laborers that you've asked us to pray for. And so, what I want to just focus on as we uh, look at the rest of this message this morning is, how do we live that out? How do we become the answer to our prayer? How do we begin to solve the problems around us? Number one, you need to see things through the eyes of Jesus. You know, it's easy to see people are hurting, people who are broken, people who are struggling to make ends meet and meet the needs of their family. And, and sometimes we take on a, an arrogant, uh, critical, disdainful attitude. We think to ourselves, if, if, if they just had their act together, they wouldn't be struggling the way they are. That is not the attitude that God would have his children, his followers, have. I don't know if you've been watching the, um, the refugee the crisis and the, the, immigra- the, the, the Syrian immigrants who are coming to Europe and, and uh, trying to find a new start. And, and they've been stuck in Hungary and thousands have gotten to Germany, but... Uh, Many are, well, Hungary is, is building a wall now to keep uh, Syrians from coming into their country. And uh, just this week, there was a, a photographer who were filming these immigrants uh, coming in. And, uh, and the photographer, as she was, fo- as she was uh, filming, there was a, a dad with his son carrying his son, and running from the Hungarian authorities into Hungary. And the photographer saw this, and she stuck out her leg and tripped the father. That's not the now. I'm not sure where this this lady's coming from, but I would I would think that she's not a Christian. But for those who are followers of Jesus Christ, when we see things of this nature, Jesus wants to respond to those needs, to show compassion and love and mercy to these things. And if God brings it to our attention, church, chances are that this is your invitation to get involved in ministry. Jesus wants us to see the needs of those who are around us. 
you know, I'm grateful for the Monday night dinners. And um, we could come up with a huge list of reasons why we shouldn't do these dinners. It's expensive. It's hard on our facilities. The carpet is hammered every Monday night after the people have left. You know, it's exhausting. You know, it takes time to, to prepare the meal and serve the meal and, and clean up. But church, we're doing exactly what Jesus would want us to do. Help meet their physical needs. And not just address physical needs, but we need to be planting, uh, planting seeds of the gospel, seeds of hope, testimony of who Jesus is and who Jesus wants to be in their life. But we could come up with a whole list of reasons why we shouldn't do this when Jesus is telling us to do it. And God is using it in the life of this church and the life of those who are coming on Monday night. And I want to just encourage you, if you're not participating in this ministry, I want to give you, I want to invite you to join. You could join through a life group. Uh, all of our life groups are participating in this. They're rotating through. But you could see uh, Karen at the life group table, and uh, she could point you to uh, where and how you can uh, participate uh, in this ministry. But the reason why we started this ministry is was because of the needs at Oasis. You know, a few years ago, um, I had hoped that we were going to be able to acquire a duplex over there and be a 24-7 presence in uh, at La Mirage Oasis area. But that never came to fruition. We never could find uh, the individuals who owned uh, the duplexes that we were most interested in. And so that kind of went by the wayside. And then we turned our attention over here to the, the neighborhood across the street and uh, the, the neighbors that live in the trailers across the street. Those folks had become invisible to us. Here's our campus here. Here's our old campus at Graff Street. ICS is over here. And we were just going back and forth, but never looking at what are these folks' needs. How, we, how can we minister to them? How can we encourage them? And so someone came up with the idea, well, uh, let's have a meal for them on Monday nights here at our church. And we waited a while for someone to step up who would lead out in this ministry. And praise God, uh, God has provided. And Karen Vesey uh, was uh, very instrumental in putting this whole, whole ministry together. And it is a blessing Everyone who comes on Monday night's church, this is a huge need in their life. We're helping stretch their grocery bill from the first of the month to the end of the month. These people need this ministry. But we're not done there. We, we've, uh, we still have a, a burden for the La Mirage area. Many of the children at Pierce Elementary School live in those neighborhoods. 
And so we've partnered with uh, Pierce Elementary, and we're helping provide resources uh, for the school, but we want to go to the school and, and help children learn to read as well. But, but just love on some children and, and be there for the teachers who teach uh, those children. Jesus wants us to see the needs around us. And when he opens our eyes and when we see, we're not to get overwhelmed and just go get quiet and say, well, that's somebody else's job. No, Jesus is inviting us. Jesus is inviting you to get involved. And you might be here and you might think, I don't have much. I don't have much to offer. You know what? There, there are people coming on Monday night to the dinner who ha- don't have much to offer. But they're willing to help clean up after everybody has left. That's helping meet the need. We have moms that come every other Thursday to a Mothers of Preschool ministry. There were 43 a week ago last Thursday. This ministry needs mentor mothers, mothers who have helped raise uh, their, their children and can be there to encourage uh, other mothers. Now, we don't mean mothers who are opinionated and bullheaded or going to tell those young moms what to do. No, we just need moms who can love those young mothers, who can listen to what they're going through and just encourage them along the way. So if you're an older lady who has been somewhat successful in raising your children and you can you have the time to come alongside some younger moms, uh, Mops Ministry needs you. And you could be a blessing in some younger people's lives. But if we're going to be the answer to our prayer. We've got to see what Jesus sees. And then number two, we just need to do it. We just need to roll up ourselves and get involved. And for some of you here this morning, you're hearing me this morning, but you're not listening to me. Now, my wife is over here saying, I know exactly what you just said, dear, because you do that to me all the time. There's times where Susan will tell me something I need to do, and and I'm hearing her, but it's going in one ear and out the other. And, uh, I, you know, because I'm distracted, I'm focused on something else. And she knows I'm distracted, and I have to just stop, and I have to look up, And I don't just hear her, but I need to listen to her. Amen? I know I'm not the only guy in this this room who has that issue. All right? But we need to stop just hearing and start listening, responding. This is what God would have me do. Jesus wants us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. James 2.17 says, So also faith by itself, 
if it does not have works, is dead. I shared a similar message a few weeks ago and mentioned about our children's ministry and the need in our children's ministry. And some of you, thankfully, have stepped up. And you said, I'll serve. I'll fill a need. And I want to say thank you. Uh, you've, you have really helped Adele back there. But I want to just speak to the others who were just hearing and not listening. We still have needs back in the preschool and children's areas. And we need loving adults who will come alongside those children and listen to the memory verses that they're learning at home and just encourage those little ones. Folks, we just need to do it. And how are you to do it? When it comes to meeting the needs, we need to bless others as God has blessed us. You need to bless others as God has blessed you. And like I just said before, some of you, you don't have a whole lot of means. You don't have a whole lot of resources. But God wants you to take the cup that you have. God wants you, God wants to take the cup that he's blessed you with. And not just keep it to yourself, but he wants you to bless others with that, that, that cup. Look at, look at the verse again in uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 10. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, clean, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus wants us to be a sacrifice. Jesus wants us to bless others. Because he has a Abundantly and freely blessed us. And just as he has blessed you, so he wants you to bless others and not expect others to reciprocate you in return. Jesus saved us. Jesus called us unto himself simply because he loved me. It wasn't because of anything good I was doing. It wasn't the things that I was doing to try to hopefully gain God's approval. No, the gospel says that when I was at my absolute worst, when I wasn't thinking about him, he was thinking about me. And he wanted me for himself. That's the good news of the gospel. Salvation has come. The gospel has come to each one of us freely. 
and extravagantly. And that's how we are to love and minister to others. Just as we've freely received, so you and I need to freely give. Now, some of you are here this morning, and you've been coming, and you don't have it in you right now to serve. You're part of the multitude. You're part of the crowd that Jesus was watching, was looking at, and had compassion for. Those who were broken, those who were torn asunder, those who were hurting. The Bible says Jesus had compassion on them, and he healed them. He ministered to them. And maybe that's where you're at this morning. I just want to encourage you, this message isn't for you this morning. You need healing in your life. You need recovery. You need to know that there's hope, that there's restoration, that there's redemption. You're in a season of your life where you need to be fixed. And God understands that, and this place is for you. We want you here. We want you to recover. We want you to experience the grace and the mercy and the love of God. You need this time. But that's always a season And we don't always stay there. And there comes a point where God does restore. He does heal. And it's as we have received, as we have freely been given, so now we go and freely give. And let me just say this. Before God can use you, Before you can become a problem solver, you have to experience the grace of God personally. You might be here this morning and you've never encountered a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, that's where it starts. As we freely receive his grace, his love, and his mercy, and understand the gospel, and guess what? We want to go out, and we want to be a blessing to somebody else. Have you experienced Christ personally? If you haven't, We want to extend that invitation to you this morning. We're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to sing. And uh, there's going to be people in the dining hall that uh, want to pray with you. And if you are looking to have a relationship with Jesus Christ or want to understand what this relationship is all about, we want to invite you into the dining hall during our song service to uh, talk, talk with an individual out there. But friends, it's, in, it's, in, it's important that we experience the gospel first 
before we go out and preach the kingdom and be that blessing of the the nearness of kingdom of the kingdom to others. So we want to give you that opportunity this morning. And so let's bow our heads. And I want us to pray. Lord Jesus, you want us to be a problem solver. There are problems all around us. God, it's really easy to be overwhelmed with those problems and convince ourselves, well, there's little I can do, so I'm just going to focus on me. Jesus, that's not your heart. You left heaven and came and dwelt among us, showed us how to live. And for many of us here in this room, Jesus, we've encountered your grace and your love and your mercy. And you have overwhelmed us. God, help us to serve others, to be a blessing to others who are struggling. Help us to be problem solvers. For we know, Lord, just like propaganda said, if we choose to live selfishly, self-centered lives, it will be the demise of humanity. And so God, give us the strength, give us the eyes and the feet and the hands and the heart to do what you do, Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.